John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us as we build an original science fiction world. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Constellation podcast. How are you doing today, Ted? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I am pretty good as well. Uh, We are going to be jumping in today where we left off last time. Uh, We kind of you know, worked our way through describing what we thought the plot would be for the beginning of our story. Uh, And now we are at the beginning of what we're calling the first trial. Uh, And we'll explain what that is in a moment. But just to sort of get you back in the frame of mind of where we were, uh, we introduced our characters, uh, Tim and Zoya. They... uh, they both know each other. They were both competing uh, to win this award that would get them an invitation to join this very prestigious club. Uh, Zoya wins, but before she wins, Tim gets her to agree uh, that whoever wins the contest will help the other to get in. Uh, and so when Zoya walks off with the award, uh, Tim is hoping that she's going to honor that agreement. So that's about where we left things off. Does that sound right to you, Ted? Yeah, that's what, that's what I remember as well. Okay. Now, we I think we kind of want to leave Tim hanging a little bit here. Right? Yeah, and right. Like wondering if if uh, if she's going to honor the agreement. So um, there might be some there might be a scene here where we see more of what else is going on in. Uh, in Tim's life, possibly. Right. Although he's gonna he's gonna be pretty single mindedly focused on this goal, so he's also I assume gonna be trying to take some action to to contact Zoya, right? Right. Yeah. I think he would be uh, pursuing her to try to pressure her into making good on. I, I, you know, we left this a little vague, but I, I, th- I think at this point he's going to know or at least be um, insecure that this agreement they made is not that solid, you know, is not I- enforceable as we were discussing, you know, it, it's like, uh, and so he really wants to pressure her socially or whatever to, to make good on this. Right, because even the version where they sign a contract, the gist of that contract would have to be she's got to return to the place where they gave out the award, which we could say is a really important hub world, right? Right, right, but, right. But if she doesn't return there, uh, she could just keep evading the agreement <laughs> yeah, indefinitely. indefinitely and not actually have broken it, exactly. And so he knows that and he'd be like insecure about that. Um, and so... I, I think definitely he would do some action here to try to do that. And if we want to show some other part of his life, I mean, we've introduced his partner and that there's some conflict between them. Um, We haven't talked too much about his family yet, but he does have family that we've discussed uh, we could bring in. You know, maybe part of what is going on, if that's the case, is that he's still trying to do something to bait Zoya or to get Zoya to show up or to contact Zoya or to pressure Zoya. And it's frustrating to the person that he's trying to interact with, you know, either because he's not present or because he's using them or, you know, 
his um, right is there a way to blend those scenes i mean i think yeah. as far as the partnership we want the partnership to end right i mean right they have this strong conflict that we sort of set up in their characters and the idea is we want this guy on his own for the trials so he should it should end and it should end in a definitive way right like they should have a fight basically or a falling out of some kind a betrayal so is, something so so is this the right place for it to end then because I mean, I, there's two places it could be. It could be here. It could be earlier. So if it's here, right? They they got runner up in an award, which one might consider a success. But obviously, our main character doesn't because it's not his goal. So I mean, that could be the fight right there. I mean, like the partner, right? Um, and runner up might come with some other benefits, right? Like if you are the partner who cares about the art and you get runner up in this thing, you know that could still mean that thousands of people are who are visiting your world you know and curious about it and whatever signing up for your mailing list or whatever it is that the uh you know they're becoming your audience you're they're creating an opportunity for you to do some kind of a follow-up right uh but maybe none of that is really important to this guy because it's like you know, none of that's getting into the club and the chance of being runner up one year and then winning the next year is not that good for some reason. And you know what I mean? Uh, so maybe what we kind of have is like a symmetrical thing, right? Where he's calling, I don't know that it's exactly calling like we think of it today, but like he's calling Zoya, she's not answering and the partner's calling him and he's not answering. I mean, right, right, right. I mean, maybe it isn't like a definitive breakup, right? Like maybe it's just like he's ignoring the partner and we see that and then you know in the gap there the partner moves on right because i think we also want the partner to come back later right right i think if um, they were to have a confrontation it might be that you know he fails to contact zoya sort of deigns to talk to the partner who's been calling for a while but is you know irritated with him or is only able to see the negative and what's happened and then they have a you know then they they could have a bit of a fight. It can be, you know, it can be, it doesn't need to be violent or extreme. It could be just sort of like, uh, they could have a more of a breakup. just like a realization like, Oh man, you really want something different from this than I do. I guess, you know, good luck, <laughs> but man, I'm going to, I'm going to go do my own thing now. I think, you know, I mean, it could be something more like that. Maybe that's, I want to do something that's dramatically interesting and that I don't like, we don't, feel like we see too much you know so and maybe that's a little bit more interesting than like them just fighting with each other um, yeah yeah because it doesn't have to be i mean it, you know like i think in the original story they had a big fight when they were still actively trying to finish the world right, right which we is were, a high stress time where i kind of buy that that's maybe what happens but we're we're shifting this a little later well, and in fact, we're still going to have that fight, I think, right? About the deadline, right? Right, because right. It just gets resolved with like, a, well, you can blame me if it goes bad sort of thing, right? But then it, in one person's mind, it does go bad and they do blame them. In the other person's mind, it didn't go bad and they shouldn't be blamed, right? So then that's they're back to having the same conflict in a way um, because they've now defined doing well differently. Um, yeah, exactly. So this would be like a much more of like a, yeah, muted confrontation okay well so maybe let's just list all the things we need to accomplish right because again i'm not exactly sure uh if and how we can combine these into single scenes or multiple scenes but but we we need in fact do you want to be the sort of the note taker sure. like you were last time sure 
Okay, so we've got, we know that we have to have him reach out to Zoya and fail to reach her. Yes. We know that the, the partnership has to, if not like cleanly dissolve, then it's got to be like falling apart in a way that's obvious, right? Yep. Um, and then I do think we want to see some other aspect. The third thing is I definitely think we want to see some other aspect of Tim's life. Which is probably family. I mean, I think we've come, we've talked about this like multiple times. That now, feels like the right thing to bring in now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a romantic partner that we've discussed. It seems like that complicates things. We could go there later, but we, we the idea that we've kept coming back to and over and over again is that he has this sort of network of of relatives, right? That he that he routinely sees, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's just something, I don't know, there's something I like that about that. Like, what becomes of these sort of, like, recurring family reunions, like, a hundred years, when you're a hundred years old, right? And, like, you're in this weird virtual world, and, like, these people you're related to are increasingly, I mean, it probably oscillates, right, between, like, being comforting, you know, sometimes to, like, see these people from your past, and other times where it's like, why am I seeing them? Because we're not even, like, relevant to each other's lives anymore, imagine like you know in in the amount of time that's passed there's like room to for like the reunion to break up and then someone to rekindle it right but it's this sort of like long running oh they might fork right like you know yeah 20 years ago my aunt and my dad got in a fight and there's been two family reunions ever since you know something like that and they they always happen at the same time and you have to sort of either pick one or switch between them I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. I, I love the idea of thinking through all of the family because family is like, you know, it's a bunch of people who are stuck together, you know, not of their own choice. They often don't have a lot in common other than their shared memories with each other. Um, and uh, as they live more and more of their lives outside, the me- the only memories they will share will be memories of past family reunions in a way right like it's like the only time that they actually spend together as families is like this frequent family reunion time that they're so they'll be they'll start to be almost like a reunion culture that will maybe like be the culture of the family to the extent that there is one um, well, I imagine there might be, there's that one person I mean this is one archetype I think we'd throw in there right because you need family members here uh-huh um who is the or who's making it happen, right? That's always the case. Sure, there's right? an organizer for sure, yeah. And and that person I imagine is like theming the world they meet in like on a different thing from before the simulation each time like sure. like going into the trouble to like research and remember that and like maybe like saying like oh don't you remember like this is like a recreation of, you know, where, you know, uh, that vague place we went on vacation that one time <laughs> or something. Or like that one holiday and everyone's like, oh, I didn't remember. <laughs> I, right. didn't, I didn't even recognize it. You know, like it sort of maybe falls flat. Right. Or uh, they didn't even someone... experience it because they're, you know, they're members of the family. But how many members of the family could actually have these? Like, you know, it was so much harder to see people then. Yeah. I like that. I like that there's an organizer person who takes it very seriously and who's like constantly frustrated with everyone else's lack of seeming um, enthusiasm for it but I think there's an irony to it too which is that a lot of them still show up 
at least at the beginning of the story. So there is like, you know, it, because it's frictionless and because you feel this obligation, even though you don't enjoy it and you don't care about it and it does, you don't really value it, you're still willing to like choose to go to this thing and spend your time there. Um, you know, I think it's, it's pretty costless, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's fairly and costless. Yeah. And it's something with some regularity. Again, I think probably people find it more comforting than they would, uh, maybe even consciously realize. I like, think there's that know. aspect. And I think there's just like an obligation aspect too. I mean, Absolutely. I think you yeah. feel obligated to do it because it's pretty easy and you're only giving up a little bit of opportunity to do something else. Um, of which you have a lot. It's like, well, I guess I may as well. But yeah, as it's it's it slowly slips away from you. Why exactly you do it? But it's a little, you know, it's a ritual. It's a tradition. You've been doing it for so long. You just um, feel you should be doing it, and feel generally good in your life when you are doing it. And whenever you skip it, you sort of feel bad. And it's not that no one ever skips it, but it's just that in general, people seem to go. <laughs> you know. Um, and then maybe they sort of wander around there going, why do we do this? You know, like maybe there's a certain aspect of that, but I don't know. I think there's some, I like, I like how this, yeah, it's, it turns family into like your whole culture in a way. Um, it's like this thing that you, yeah, that you sort of carry around with you that you're not sure that you need, but that's really hard for you to think outside of. (laughs) Now this, the organizer who's probably also like, got a, a meal prepared right you know because people could still eat even though they don't have to oh yeah uh, yeah uh is do we want that to be someone like in the immediate family like is that you know tim's mom or is that more like an aunt or something like i think if it, it's really uh, immediate yeah i like it better if it's someone who's a little more removed like an aunt because uh that gives Tim, I think a little more distance from, uh, from it. Like he can be the one who hasn't shown up recently and she can be sort of cluck clucking at him or something. I don't know. I just feel like if it's his mom, then it seems like he's going to have been, you know, subjected to helping with this stuff from a long age and he's going to have like strong opinions about it. And you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yes. Seems to me like a little distance on the relative is maybe good for it. What do you think? I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Uh, maybe it's the dad's sister, let's say. Sure. Um, so now, I mean, the story purpose of this, right? Because we're being vague about the details, which I think is fine for now. Um, I think I think one of the, the story purposes is something that we won't know until later because which is I think I think this is a convenient place to plant. Things, okay. Right? What are you what are um, you thinking of planting? Like for example, uh later he has to, you know, solve one of the trials. When I say trials for our audience if they don't remember like uh, our, Tim is going to be hazed as he tries to get into the club. Um and he's going to have to pass these three trials. That's what we're sort of working up to. Um, right, that's you know, the basic like, structure. Yeah. In order for him to like, you know, he's going to require some ingenuity uh, and some connections and things. So, like, one of the things he might draw upon to solve a trial might be something he heard from a relative in this scene here. So, right. This right. is a place where we have a lot of characters that probably possibly like they're yes they're related but they have like disparate 
interests um, and we can maybe plant some things that like are going to be useful to Tim later. Um, the other thing that I think we can get out of this is uh, more just like expanding our world, right? Like we talked about having like the defaultist uncle. Right, right. Uh, de defaultism is the religion of people in the constellation that like are committed to not changing the default settings that uh, that they were assuming that that's the that's the will of the simulator, right? So they would never change those. Um, and so, you know, everyone's familiar with the, uh, like overly religious relative at family gatherings as a concept. Like this is something that I think sort of, sort of makes sense here. Right. It's um, that archetype, but the things they're arguing for would be quite different because the defaults are to have babies off and to have pain low and death off and things like that. So the defaults are, are not the same as the natural, uh, defaults. Yeah, no, and I and I think it makes sense um, to make it a defaultist, probably because I know that's a fun idea that we want to talk about, but one that you know w we know, and, and this is something we haven't discussed on the show yet, but we have a plot element later where we're going to bring in naturalism, which is a slightly different philosophy, right? That's more like you can change the defaults as much as you want, the goal being to recreate the old days exactly as they were. Uh, so in some ways, like a naturalist and a defaultist are opposing. Extremely so, opposing, right. Because they, yeah. yeah, one is saying that, you know, these this power is a test. It's a temptation. We have to set everything to earth standards, you know. And the other one is saying uh, the simulators have put us like this for a reason. It is their will by which we exist. Therefore, we should follow their will. I mean, they're very opposed philosophical viewpoints absolutely and so yeah and i'd love to have that fight here actually if we can if we can make it work i, I think that'd be cool yeah i don't know if uh, we can have the fight or not we'd have to have like representatives of both but i was i guess i was which i mean it's cool if that can happen i guess i was thinking more like we know we have a place for naturalism later and again i apologize to the audience because we haven't talked about that's like more later in act three um, right, but you'll right. know what I mean, Ted. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if we want defaultism in our story, we currently don't have a place for it. So this is one of the places that point of view could be represented. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. If I'm kind of imagining that just in order to have like your crazy conservative uncle, you know, you have to also have your your staunch feminist niece or something to instigate him. You know what I mean? So I was just sort of thinking like maybe that we can basically have a naturalist instigate a defaultist or vice versa. That's true. At that's the true. dinner that... table. And that's a way that we can kind of show that these are pervasive philosophies that, you know, both could exist in the same family and that, you know, and, and also plant the naturalism itself so that later when we end up in a naturalist world for trial reasons, um, uh, we don't have to explain again what it is. We've already had a chance to do that well planting it does make sense uh i think there's a lot of ways to pick a fight with the defaultist though so uh, true I think well you just need we'll somebody to... to pick some fight with them but that's yeah. just that's a particularly opposed pairing that i so i, I i'm right i'm keen for it but uh, yeah absolutely i mean it can be whatever we don't have to get into the weeds of that now um but yeah on, on a high level a point of that scene is to introduce some of the varying viewpoints that people have on the constellation just to like broaden out our world even more in like the first act. So like people, people get a sense of like, this is like, you know, a wide open, uh, 
space where with a, where like there's a sort of a resurgence of religion and a lot of people um you know chasing meaning in different ways like that you know so we also see like a, other ways of thinking too that go beyond our main character who like has kind of been owning the story up until this point and is basically just obsessed with the club, right? I want to show that there's there's right, other... right, because we, yeah, we've dropped you into um, like a sort of superficial art focused part of this universe too, right? So it's like you've seen a bunch of people who like make worlds, right? And you get the idea that like okay, this is a universe where people can make worlds, and then you get you know the idea that uh, there's exclusive clubs, you know, and that again, like I think makes sense, but I think then we have to kind of fill in like what happened to everybody else and in a way that's what this scene with the family is going to do is like fill in for you while the entire constellation isn't obsessed with novelty and stuff like this is what everybody's sort of this is the wide breadth of what all the different things that people are up to you know yeah and that and that maybe that is actually the 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 planting stuff is always like a bonus with scenes right maybe that is the the overarching goal actually is that is just show some more points of view. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's helpful to think of like what, how much of the constellation has the audience seen yet? We got to keep widening their view because we're right. going to drop them in, but you know, we want them to, yeah, we want them to figure out where they are. Okay. So this is kind of a transitional part of the script. We've got three things, right? He needs to reach out to Zoya and fail. His partnership needs to be dissolving and he need, we need to see his family reunion. So it's like, I mean, only one of those is a scene, right? That's the reunion. So can we, like, weave in one of the other two things into that scene? Um, I mean, they don't really go together unless it's something where, like, you know, he leaves the reunion early for some reason or is, like, trying to contact Zoya during it or something. Or he's um, trying to use his family member, right? So he's in a conversation with his family member, and he's he's got an ulterior motive and we don't quite know what it is, but we sort of figure out or the family member figures out through the conversation that he's trying to get them to do something that he thinks is going to get Zoya's attention. Like, you know, I don't know, go to a world that he knows that she's been to and, and do something there or like, you know, leave her a message in a secret way or, you know, something like that. Um, Right, I guess. Or I maybe mean, he already asked a family member to do that, and they told him no, and now he's hassling them, and they're like, "I told you, I'm not going to help you stalk this girl or whatever," and like, so then that's in the past. I mean, I his know. best plan, right? I mean, if he made a contract where it's like, if you return to this particular world, why don't, why don't we define this world, for example? Like, I don't know exactly if we want it to be this, right? But let's say, if it's the world where they gave did the award ceremony right uh-huh um it might just be a world that's like set up for events okay sure um like all it just has like good infrastructure for like hosting all manner of events sure um, well right like, you could see how like physics and stuff could be changed to allow like lots of people into to have like a good view and still have right but still have like the feeling of being in a crowd and still have all the things you, you know, like you can imagine someplace that's like built design, just designed for like large events. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and there's like common things that you would want at events that like, again, every, you know, even though 
this the constellation is kind of magical and that you can have the exec build you anything. I mean, there's still, we as we've talked about, there's a fair amount, fair amount of labor that goes into that. So, like, you know, if you want an amphitheater, you do have to, like, describe it and build it. Like, you can't just... So, like, a lot of that stuff is just done here, right? It's just optimized for. Right. Um, right. So, it, it, we'll just call that event world then for now, right? Event world on Saturday. Yeah. So, if he... <laughs> exactly. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it has a more specific name than that. But... Uh, so if he can lure, uh, if they make, I'm just going to run with this, right? We decided we're just going to make choices, right? On this first pass. Sure. And so go ahead. About them. Like pitch something. What is it? Okay. So let's just, just, let's just define the agreement that he makes with Zoya, right? I'm not quite sure how he talks Zoya into this, um, but we'll figure that out later. So like, let's say he talks her into the fact that uh, she has to agree that if she returns, if either of them like returns to event world, right? The other person will be notified automatically and you won't be able to leave without that person's consent. Something like that. So that's like, that's one of the ways like that they're trying to enforce this agreement. Okay. Um, so it's like, if he can just, get her to come back to that place right okay he can like he can like force an audience with her right um and maybe it's not like you can't keep them there indefinitely but like maybe it's like you know you can for some amount of time right um we can we can figure that out that out later but um so she, but if she doesn't come back so maybe he's got he could be leaning on a relative with some sort of connection at that world or something that might be able to like get her to come back that's the only plot that i could think of that he would be able to extract from a relative at this point um so i don't know exactly how that works right like i don't know what 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 the relative could do to get zoya someone that they presumably don't know to go to a specific world Right. Right. Uh, well, they could know her or they could know someone she knows. So it could be a social connection or they could he could be trying to use them to con her in some way. So, you know, she doesn't know you go to this world. She doesn't know we're family. So go to this world where she is and I can't go to because she'll know it's me or something. And, you know, go to her and tell her that something fucked up is happening to her shit on this planet or something. And then maybe she'll go back. You know, this is, I'm trying to come up with a plan here. It may not be a good yeah. plan, but something like that, like, you know, so he basically tell her, go to her. And because she doesn't know that we're connected, you can tell her a lie, whatever the lie is, will convince her to go back and then I'll have her and I'll be able to, uh, force my hours worth of time with her before she can leave or whatever the, the rule is um if yeah i guess hmm but it, it, it yeah i don't know it, oh, you, should, oh you know yeah another part of that rule that would make sense actually right is where we're talking about like exposing the uh the browsing history of the person right 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 so yeah there could be it could be some kind of thing like that where if she goes back there he automatically finds out where she's been and that would tell him where the where the club world is. I think that's worth like putting down as like an idea, right? Because like maybe, um, that could lead somewhere. 
I don't know. I'm having a hard time, like, tying this into, like, a relative, though. Like, I mean... I don't know. I like the idea that the, uh... That Tim is kind of, like, working the room <laughs> and, like, still pursuing this goal, even in that scene. Right. Well, but so, like, what if the relative has some connection to event world? So he could pose as an event world... Um, representative, or maybe he is an event world representative. Like that's his his hobby or his job is that he goes to event world and is an usher or something, uh, or a stage manager. Or so you can send her an, a fake invitation or something. So he to could send her a fake invitation, or he could right, or he could alert her to a fake problem or something like that in an official way that would make her uh, forget about her contract and go back there anyway. Now, that could be cool. That could be cool. I mean, my I cousin think, works at Event World. I don't know. Okay, I mean, <laughs> let's put that down. I think I think that's a definite like possibility. Um, like that would be something that would go in the scene of the reunion. I mean, the only other thing I could think of to do is maybe just have that scene like abruptly interrupted, right? Because like at some point we know, sure, we know where this is headed, right? We she has she is going to go back to that world, right? She didn't want to, or she didn't think she'd have to. When she made the contract, she thought like, oh, there's no reason I need to go there. My family's well connected. There's other places to hold events. Like I'm just never going to go back there, right? Uh, but she ends up having to go back. I think the logical reason for her to have to go back is she's, you know, she's joined the club now, supposedly, and the club asked her to go back, right? It makes sense that the club holds events there because they held the award ceremony there, right? Uh, I see. So maybe for something related to the award itself, she is asked back, or for, um, or the club's got some other reason to go there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I have some, I have some ideas about why the club might force her to go back, um, uh, without, like, giving too much away. Like, I guess, like, if she's, like, a new initiate, we'll call her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There might be something that, uh, the new initiates all have to do, right? Right, right. Um, maybe there's a, maybe there's, like, a class of people that come in all at once, right? Yeah. Where she's got, like four or five peers, right? And they all have to be assembled and they do that on this world, right? Because maybe they're not privileged enough to go into the like private club premises yet. Right. Um, so like, that's the kind of thing that could make, could cause her to come back. Um, but anyways, if she comes back as per the agreement, right? Like that's going to notify, uh, Tim, right yeah um if we can right yeah i mean how does that work uh what do you mean what is what do we mean by notify well that's right because he can't get a message so he actually this is starting to like i think make sense for the reunion right because he has to actually he teleport, to be, i guess he has right? to be physically checking his messages by at least going to like message world or whatever right like to look for or even like like but even message world wouldn't make sense right because like if the contract and you know i want to have a conversation with you later about like you know whether we are maybe being too dogmatic about like holding everything at the world level but assuming that that's what we've been going with assuming uh-huh. that's the case 
I think it would have to be he'd have to literally go and check the uh, the event world, right? Like, and actually, this is something he'd probably do obsessively, right? Is <laughs> like teleport in there mm-hmm. like every like fifteen minutes. Like, did she show up now to see if her show to see if his trap got set? Yeah, that seems right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of absurd, but also like I don't know. That might also be. That might also like create conflict at the reunion if that's literally what he's doing. Well, yeah, for some reason I'm imagining that event world has like a little bit of an involved sign in process. Like, you know, (laughs) like there's like a little lobby you have to go through every time you want to check your, your birdie to see if it's still in the cage or whatever. And, uh, so I don't know. That could just be. It could be kind of fun, like a kind of repetitious, almost surreal uh, sign-up procedure, bureaucratic sign-up procedure that he keeps going through, um, almost like punctuating the scene. Maybe we show less and less of it each time as the audience get used used to it. But we get the sense that he's like subjecting himself to this boring annoying procedure over and over again to just check his message and be like nope nothing and then jump back (laughs) sure because i mean yeah event world wouldn't really be designed for this purpose like it makes sense the more i'm thinking about like sort of these like uh, random contracts that you make with people you know it would make sense to make them on very specific worlds right that are almost like contract worlds they're like designed for for this yeah like and money world like, or someplace. Well, and that are connected up to money world, like something really important. Right. right? <laughs> so that the enforcement has some real teeth. Right. Uh, but I could imagine like him offering that and Zoya being like, nah, we could do it here. And like, but if it's not events, event world is not really set up to like easily handle this kind of contract. Um, Like there might be just some like basic layer of like, contracts that most users can do in most worlds that are somewhat permissive so like they have access to that like very basic infrastructure right and like but yeah you're right like maybe there's like some kind of weird lobby too that's always like what event are you here for and he's like not here for any event right you know? like, just and checking my messages like, <laughs> he's like, got to answer the, the same question like, yeah they make you answer the same three questions every time and it just, uh, yeah, because it's set up for something different. Um, I think that's kind of a funny idea. And it just sort of shows that he's dedicated to this, you know, to doing something repetitive and annoying in order to get what he wants. So that could, so he could be doing that concurrently to the reunion and he could even get the message, the alert that she's there during the reunion and that could be the way out of that scene right he just like abruptly mm-hmm. like doesn't return um i mean that would be that's a way to interweave those things it doesn't require him like leaning on uh a relative with a connection although i don't necessarily dislike that idea either yeah um he can be sort of trying to you know he could be talking to a relative trying to wheedle a connection out of them and maybe failing and maybe that's part of the background story while he's also checking his messages and stuff yeah we might be yeah it's they're not exclusive yeah we could possibly do both um so i don't know this is uh this is like kind of messy in my head but like let's kind of go with that for now at least we know 
like what we're trying to accomplish with the scenes. But at some point, he's going to corner Zoya because she's going to have to have to return. He's going to get the alert that she returns. So he's going to have her, maybe her browsing history, right? Which means he might know the secret location of Club World. Right. Doesn't mean he, does, that doesn't mean he can get in, right? Well, it's not an invitation, but it's something. Yeah. It's a tip. Uh, so if we need, if that's useful for a story, we've got that. But also, more importantly, he's got, you know, he can talk to her. And he's got an audience him. with this person who now at least has some idea of what the inside of the club is like. Yeah. And, and so... We, and I like the idea that he maybe catches when he f- sees her, she's just like, because she was there on some sort of club business, right? As an initiate, initiate or something. So right. like there's somebody that she was with that he sees for a moment. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like a high ranking person at the club. The observer. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think that's going to be a f- important character to foreshadow. Sure. Um, it might even be someone famous since we know a lot of famous people are in the club. So it might Oh, even be that's a that... cool idea. I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. I'm going to write that down. He sees um, her with club person and it's someone famous. And like for Zoya, this would be kind of an awkward moment, right? Because she's like, you know, she's. Yeah, there. she's being like embarrassed by her nerdy friend in front of her new cool club friends, for one. But she's got to like go. She can't. She literally like. I I don't even know if it would be to the point where she'd be like, "Hey, wait up! Uh, don't wait up for me. I'll join you later." Because she can't. She literally can't eject right because the contract that she's like under means that like she has to talk to. Right. She's got uh, to get him first. Some some token of consent out of this guy. So she's gonna go. Uh, tell him whatever she needs to tell him in order to get him off her back. <laughs> now, again, we'll have to figure out the terms of the contract. If the terms of the contract are just like she's got to talk to him or, or sit with him for some length of time, she might just like sort of clam up and not say much, which might be fine for our purposes if like Tim is doing a lot of the like talking and demanding, right? Right. Um, And she's just kind of like, you know, like when are, are you finished, you know? Um, she might remind him uh, that the club is invite only, right? Which is an important point that we want to keep hitting. Um, in other words, it's, it's she might try to convince him that it's sort of futile for him to be doing this, right? Well, um, and it's, I think it's a little unclear at this point exactly what he's trying to do, right? It's like he wants her to help him, but, you know, he doesn't really know what that means. So she has to pitch him what she what that means like if if you want my help here's my advice this is what you should do you know walk away stop doing this focus on this other thing or whatever she's got to give him some kind of plausible advice i think and he's gonna be like well i'm not gonna do that (laughs) Hmm. well okay so well i like what you said about like we don't know what his goal is but maybe maybe it should be because he's done his research right i mean he should maybe like so he's got he can have a theory yeah i mean and actually like she shouldn't be telling him it's invite only he knows it's invite only and he's basically saying like get me an invite right Right? i mean that's what he wants right right? and he, he realizes okay i can't get an invite by winning this contest that ship has sailed but you know there are other ways to get invites 
I've never known someone who's in the club before. Now I do. You know, what else do I have to do to get to get you to be in a place where you can get me in, basically, right? And, right. And, and, and then like, she's gonna have to she, sell him on something. I don't know what. Well, and I think at first she can be like, you know, I can't do that for you. I'm, I'm not, too new. Have, whatever. Yeah. I don't have the power. Right. Like you're wasting your time. Right. Um. This con this arrangement was dumb, anyways. Like I never wanted to do this. Um, or whatever she's gonna try to deflect, mm-hmm. then he'll wear her down, mm-hmm. right? And she'll eventually like reveal that, like, okay, fine. We all get, you know, we all can, like maybe have one invite we can give out or something. Um, but it's not, you know, it doesn't come free, right? Like you've got to do, you've got to go through this process, this hazing process. Um. I mean, at some point, that's where we've got to get to, right? I mean, she's got to pitch him on the idea that, like, fine, you know, if you if you're not going to leave me alone, you really want to get in, I can get you in, but you're going to have to do a series of trials, right? I mean, that's where we need to get to. Right, right. Well, that's the thing: is that is it going to be that she says, "Okay, I do have an invite for you," or is it that she basically gives him a strategy of like? I know what you have to do to actually get into the club, which is you have to do these trials and the club's invite only, but maybe if you do the trials, I can get you in, you know? Yeah. I think she could be cagier, like you're saying. Um, I mean, it's possible also that we don't fully get there in this scene and that because he has her browsing history, he like follows her later, but Right, we can right. extend this if we want to, but I I think it's better to like let's let's plan it as if it's the short version, and we can always extend it. I think it's easier to stretch it out. Yeah, so he's she's gonna give him the impression that if he can do the trials, he'll be able to get in, and she can she can use that to like. I mean, I don't know if this makes him too smart, but what if in his research he's found out about the, he's heard the rumor that there are trials, maybe, for the club. Uh, I'd buy that he might know that there's some sort of hazing process. And he's like, look, you probably already went through it, you know, I know, you know. I know it sounds crazy, but I think if you just tell me what it is, I could just do, I could just do it and, and then I'll come to, I'll just go to them and then maybe they'll let me in, you know? I don't know. Is that too crazy? Does that make him seem stupid? I, I'm just trying to figure out a way that he can be sort of driving the action here. Um, and she can make the decision to like help him, you know? Um, in the moment, in the scene, rather than having it be like uh, she sell, you know, she sells him on something, you know. Well, he's engineered the situation, right? Yeah. Either and way, then, he's engineered then, the situation, and then she's stuck yeah. there, and she doesn't want to talk to him. So, and he's leaning on her. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like he is driving the scene. It's just like what what causes her to cave, or like how does she cave? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, I, I have an idea for like why she caves here. Um, but like, 
Uh, I'm gonna have to give away the twist to explain that, so maybe I'll just do that. Um, well, I think that uh, you know, it's it's obvious to me what her like ultimate motivation is. I guess that's not that's not confusing to me, but I just don't. Uh, in the moment that she's making the call, um, I mean, in any case, she already knows what she's going to ultimately do. So it's just a matter of why now at this exact moment, why now at this exact moment do I say yes? Um, and that's why I was trying to make him drive it a little more in the moment. Like, because if he's literally throwing ideas at her it's going to be so much harder for her to to say no when she could just say yes and it will solve a problem for her um you know i mean and i know that we want her to sort of struggle with this so i i i think uh yeah uh i I don't know I, I, i don't want to make it too far where it's not realistic or where he's proposing things that make him like that don't make sense, but I, I think if it's possible to push it such that, as it comes as much from him as possible, I think that's probably c- good for, for both of their decision making. Okay, I, I'm just gonna spoil part of this because I find this impossible to talk about. Okay. Otherwise. Um, so spoiler warning: we already did that last episode, but here it is. Um, she's not in the club yet, right? I mean, so she's not a full sometime, member, right? Some time has passed, right? I mean. It's right. got to be, I mean, it could so even he's, be. He's assuming that she's a full member and she's not. Which like s- maybe six months have even passed. Like a lot of time has passed since she won the award and got the formal invitation and dropped off the map. Enough time that she could be a full member. But she, we know uh, as authors, the audience wouldn't know yet that she's actually not a full member yet. She's just acting like one. Or she's not denying his assumption. He's making <laughs> that, that assumption and right. And she's sort of being cagey about it. I think I... I she could actually even deny it, but he wouldn't believe her anyway, right? She could be like, I'm not even a full member yet, and he'd just Right, she like, might say it in a way like that sounds like she's just trying an excuse to, like, not help Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm imagining, like, you know, why is she on Event World? Um, well, because she's actually being hazed, right? And maybe that was, like, part of, like, you know, she's there with her pledge class or whatever. Like, this is, like, part of the process that she's going through right now. Right. She's dealing with some difficult trials, I'm imagining that one of her trials is probably something along the lines of like, you know, finding a really hot tip of like a good world and like bringing it to the club. And maybe she's struggling with that. And like, she gets the idea that she could basically have Tim do her homework for him. Right. All the while Tim thinks that's getting him into the club. Right. Right. I mean, right. I mean, that's so kind she's of been like given what's... this difficult task. And then Tim shows up being like, get me in, get me in. And she kind of realizes, I don't think I can get him in, but I'm pretty sure I can get him to do this task for me. And this guy's not going to stop annoying me any may- anyway. I may as well. Uh, I may as well string him along a little. Um, and that's right. I mean, that's sort of the, the internal thought process here that I'm imagining. Yeah, that's what's going on. That's what has to be happening in her head. So we have to make sure that everything that she, even though like the audience doesn't really know this yet from their perspective, she is like a big wig at the club. And again, I think we can kind of sell that when she's like hanging out with the famous person and like, you know. Yeah, he's making that assumption and we're not showing you a lot of evidence that it's wrong. We might be having her subtly protest, but it won't be very, you know. Yeah, I think you'll, you'll buy it because he believes it. 
and it's a strange world and you're kind of taking his word for what things are yeah so but that's sort of where now let's just talk about what the first trial i mean we're just now getting to this but there's yeah there's there's a lot to figure out at this stage of the script right um the first trial we've talked about in the past and i don't see any reason currently to deviate from it in this draft is that the first trial is you know it's a cult or not a well, it is kind of a cult. It's a club, cult, whatever you want to call it, that's like all about novelty, right? right? So it makes sense that like the first trial is an information task, right? It's like bring us a tip uh, for a world that we don't know about. I kind of like the idea that it's to show something different. It's not an art world because we've already would have seen some of that stuff at this point in the story. I think they're looking more for like a tourist world, like right, like a genuine, authentic place where people are just doing things strangely. Right. Exactly. I think um, that's right. They want to be tourists in worlds that are lived in. Um, so they want a novel tourist world that no one in the club has ever been to. That's not in their database of cool worlds basically. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think that's a really good first trial because it's uh, highlighting a major currency of our world in a very stark and specific way. And then it's also an excuse to describe and possibly visit a whole bunch of worlds <laughs> just by its nature. Cause you've got to have the characters going around asking people about worlds. Yeah, exactly. It's another thing <laughs> like the family reunion. It like really opens up, you know, the things that we can show all yeah. of a sudden, um, you know, and it could be, you know, like an, another one of these like weird micro religions. It could be, some sort of novelty. Like we talked about how like, you know, all the an- scanned animals have their own worlds. Right. And like maybe some chimp somewhere figured out how to talk to the exec. And so like that world is like, it like full of bananas raining down from the sky or something like it could just be <laughs> like, we could work that. It just could be like any weird oddity that it's like, Oh, I, no one knew about that, you know? Right. Um, or certainly no one at the club knew about that. Uh, so she's got this task to find this world if she can get Tim to do it or at least like work on the problem for her all the better. Right. If, if that means Tim thinks that he's himself being hazed to get in the club, all the, you know, so what? <laughs> right. So there's like kind of a lot of things the scene has to do. It's well, kind right. Of... I mean, there's some immorality to that, but the, the more he suggests it, the less immoral it is. I think it's kind of like a gray area. And I like that she's sort of, you know, in a gray area where she's maybe not a hundred percent comfortable, but but also like this guy's annoying her <laughs> and he won't let up and he seems to be enjoying himself and really what harm is she doing? Yeah. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah. I think so, that's cool. um, so here's here. I don't know. We're going on like, we're getting near where the end of the episode would be. So let mm-hmm. me, why don't we do this? Let me say like what I, the rest of my sort of like high big picture thoughts were for the first task. Okay. And yeah. then I think maybe for next episode we should take like because we're, we're kind of writing down our like what we need to accomplish, right? But we should we should force ourselves to make these specific scenes a, a little more concrete, right? I think before we move on from here fully. So let me let me sketch out everything okay. I've got, and then maybe we'll come back and like massage this into something a little more concrete next episode. Okay. Um, but using this as a foundation, so like I'm thinking, okay, so. Her task is to bring a novel tourist world to the club. 
She passes that on to Tim. So now Tim is singularly dedicated to this, thinking this is his only way to get into the club if he does a really good job with this first trial. I was trying to think of, like, how would Tim go around trying to find a novel world? That's kind of like a tough thing to do, right? I mean, I guess you just go ask around, right, people? But, like... Yeah, well, it's like any other connoisseur activity. You have to find groups of people who know about it, right? And then you have to get in with them by showing that you know about it, and then you have to ask them questions, right? It's like... It's like if I were to tell you to to buy me a great record, a vinyl copy of a great record that I'd never heard before, right? And like that was your task. And if you did that, I would let you into my secret secret club, right? It's like you'd have to go find a bunch of like people who hang out in record stores or like people who love music and be like, this guy's heard a lot of music. I can't just play him pet sounds. What do you got for me? <laughs> you know, and start digging. <laughs> Right, and that makes sense. And I imagine he might try like working his network. Um, so I think his network of, of connoisseur friends would be of a value to him, perhaps in this. Of course, you know he's been at that sort of like maker world for a while, and right. Zoya was there. So like maybe he's like too much inside that same group, and like there's you know. So here's the lateral idea that I had, uh-huh. uh, which is that his skill, his marketable skill, right, is that he can. Like, we said his partner's more the idea person, and he was more, like, the executor, right? So he's, right. like, and he's got a technical writing background. Like, he's pretty good at, like, the technical job of constructing things to spec uh, using the exec, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I imagine maybe he would, like, offer up his services, like, basically, like, more or less, like, post an ad saying, like, I'll build you stuff for free, like like discreetly like i specialize in like strange requests strange projects or something like as a way to like fish for <laughs> oh i like, see sort of like outside the like main pool that he's in um maybe he doesn't even know if that's gonna work but like i kind of like right. the idea that that's something he might try like like maybe on the marketplace world or something like he sets up like a like a some kind of advertisement that people can answer so he gets people showing up that are like you know, I want you to build me this like crazy idea I had, right? Right, um, and that's a good cross section of like what kind of world building ideas are, are out there at this time, right? Yeah, um, and he could he could he could specifically close it down to um, to groups that want to live there, right? Because like he could say you have to have a group of X number people or something, because he he's trying to. Specifically, you know, he's not trying to build art worlds or whatever. He wants to build a a lived-in space. Um, Yeah, he's got to, like, carefully, like, phrase this ad so that it, like, attracts the right people. Right. And I'm imagining he gets, like, a lot of, like, weirdos that are not useful that, like, he has to turn down. But because he's offering, like, free, like, labor, like, you know, he'd get a decent number of, like, applicants. And this could be, like, sort of a fun montage. And then I'm imagining, like, eventually, of course, like, he hits on something... You know, someone who's building like some super secret world um, and needs like some really strange thing built for it. Um, and maybe this person really doesn't want anyone to know about the world, right? Like maybe the reason they were attracted to the ad was because it said it would be like discreet and right, stuff, you right. know? And so then like 
Tim's got to build this like weird thing for this like locked up world, and like I guess in exchange he'll ask for like some number of keys, like so that he can, you know. But he but by doing this, he since it's like a secret world, he knows that nobody else has access to it. Right, right, right. Um, I was even imagining something like kind of sinister, where like maybe. Like, maybe some people are trapped in that world. Like, maybe this is, like, a world that's, like, been in isolation since the scan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe the owner or the proprietor of the world, like... You know, maybe it's, like, one of those early utopias, right? Like, this person, like, talked some people in early on. Maybe lied about what this constellation was, right? Mm-hmm. And got these people into this world and into this contract where, like, the people that live in this, like, world don't even know about the larger world constellation at all. Oh, interesting, uh, yeah. Um, and so, like, it's really important to him that this, like, stay under wraps because he's basically playing God to these people. But he needs, like, something strange built, right, that he can't build on his own or can't figure out how to build on his own. Okay. So that's why he's, like, contracting this out. Um, I don't know. That was just like, that's as far as I got in my sort of daydreaming about this. But I yeah. That- one thing that uh, we talked about as we were building up the worlds that popped into my mind as you were saying that is maybe it's one of those worlds where the kids have been trapped by their parents. Could be. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that's an interesting idea that we had. And if this guy, uh, if Tim goes to the world in order to build them a pyramid or whatever the fuck. And, uh, you know, he meets somebody who's a, who's 20 years old and has never been off of this planet and, you know, doesn't know about the vast world around them. Uh, that could be an interesting moment for him where Tim is, you know, uh, challenged. Uh, his character is challenged to do something for this person and help them get free or whatever. But then he doesn't, you know, instead he... Uh, he does the thing for their dictator father person and then goes home and trades the trades the tip to a tourist. Right, right. Like, you'll love this world, man. There's some really fucked up disadvantaged well, children there. <laughs> I mean I mean just I'm kidding a little bit. I, I you know, I, I like the idea of it being kind of a, a moral test for him that he doesn't quite pass. Well, since we know that ultimately he's got to like fail the ultimate moral test and, and agree to kill someone. I right. mean, this is maybe a good way to sort of chip it away at his morality, right? Because we can't, you know, we got to get him there one step at Exactly. A time. Every time he does something, he should be tested and, and every test should be greater than the last. So this is just like a, like he sees someone who's pretty clearly in need and could probably use some help, but it's not even really clear how he could help them. So it's not that big of an indictment that he doesn't do anything, you know? Um, uh, so I think why don't we stop there? There's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, why don't we both like? Uh, do, I don't know if we've got notes on everything we just talked about. But, I tried uh, to let's... take notes as we were talking. So uh, yeah, just look. But yeah, down in the we'll, uh, in the note taking section here. We'll we'll take the notes that we've got. Obviously, like uh, on this l- first pass through the script, like we don't need every detail, but I think some things are a little fuzzy right now. So like, let's maybe plan on just sort of like taking what we just talked about today and maybe trying to give a little more form to it. Right. For next episode. So specifically, I think we talked through options for the family reunion, although not the specifics necessarily. Uh, uh, I think we talked through 
the fact that she's going to reappear after uh, after some time and ultimately are going to have a conversation of some kind, we sort of skipped over the last beat of of that first section, which is like the beat where he actually uh, where where. You know, what we have in the thing is applies to club. I mean, I think we're actually making that kind of incremental. So it's not so much applies to club as Zoya agrees to let him in on the first trial. Um, right. But we have we still sort of skipped over that. So at some point we have to come back to exactly how does that all go down and then like where and and just, you know, the general the general sort of parameters of that. And then we skip to, you know, wh- what actually is sort of going on in the first trial and we've gotten through a, a big chunk of that. So, um, but, but we would, we would still need but not to at like a scene, level, get to the end, right? not at a scene level. Um, more and just like a that... basic, like what types of things might Tim try to do? So we'll have to figure out, yeah, how many scenes do we want to see of him doing it? And then, uh, how do we want to resolve it? Um, and I would add to that list, the partner thing, right? Like, uh, the... yeah, we discussed the partnership dissolving or falling apart, but we don't have a scene for that. Yeah, um, so let's let's try to like go through everything we just talked about, but like with scenes, I guess. Next yeah, time so we have we some we have some scenes, then we're missing some scenes. I think that's correct. Um, yeah, there's like there's some kind of implied scenes. Yeah, uh, um, I mean, I think this if the family reunion is a type of scene, and the sort of oscillation of that between him checking his messages and not is, I think, a scene idea. And then, yeah, we're missing some scenes, some elsewhere. So, um, all right, cool. Let's break for today. Thank you to everyone who listened to us. And we will be back to sort of wrap up trial one and possibly jump into trial two if we have time for it in our next edition. That sounds good. See you next time. This has been Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.